Hello, uh, welcome at uh, Edition Entrepreneur, the podcast dedicated to sciences entrepreneurs. Uh, today, it's my pleasure to receive uh, as a guest uh, Dr. Natalia Mouani Dua. Uh, she's a neurobiologist by training and the founder and CEO of BSA, Visibility STEM Africa, STEM for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Medicine. Uh, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you very much. How are you? <laughs> Fine, thank you very much. Um, thank you for being here with us today. Uh, we are very interested by your story and uh, your, your venture. So could you uh, present yourself in more detail? Uh, and uh... Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, so thanks a lot. So yeah, my name is uh, Natasha Mwanigwa. I'm originally from Zimbabwe. That's where I was born. Um, but I spent most of my childhood in Botswana, actually, and then my high school years in Zimbabwe. Um, I did my undergraduate in Cyprus, where I got a bachelor's in human biology, after which I then moved to the Netherlands for my master's, and I did a research master's in molecular mechanisms of disease. And now I'm in Luxembourg, currently a third-year student, um, where I'm focusing on research. Um, so that's more my academic trajectory. And outside of that, um, in 2020, I co-founded Visibility STEM Africa, uh, which is an initiative that aims to amplify the voices and stories of Africans while within STEM, as you said, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, um, and also to help um, Africans within these fields to get access to resources, and opportunities and to kind of support their career journeys if they choose to be in a particular field. So, uh, Natalia, um, uh, first of all, um, VSA is a, is a startup or is it an association, non profit association? So, at the moment, it's, it hasn't been registered yet, so technically, they Startup slash association in, in, in progress. Um, so the idea is that uh, we want to register actually in Luxembourg as an association. Um, that's the okay. ultimate goal. Mm, good, good. So, um, and from uh, where this uh, the desire of launching an organization uh, emerged in your mind? Uh, uh, is it was it something that you had in mind at the first year of your of your University, or is it something that you emerged at the end of, uh, I don't know, your PhD? Or... Yeah, so it's an idea that I guess it really came um, to fruition probably during the first year of my PhD, but I think it was kind of due to the experience that I had had up at that point. So, um, as I mentioned, you know, I did this bachelor's in Cyprus and biology, then this master's. Um, and of course, I'm a, I'm a black African and I was doing my studies in, in Europe. And so because of that experience, a lot of the times I was often the only African in the room, the only black person in the room. And sometimes that really fed into my imposter syndrome because I didn't have a lot of role models from my background, you know. So that made me feel quite insecure um, because doing scientific research isn't really something that's a viable career option where I'm from. Um, so with this in mind, when I started my PhD, I was... At, by the time I did my PhD, I was a little bit more confident, but during my master's, I really went through a period of questioning myself um, and not really feeling seen and represented in, in the spaces that I was. That was kind of the context that then when I started my PhD, I got very engaged um, with 
actually with academic Twitter. So Twitter is actually a great place to meet other academics. I got very engaged in Twitter and I started finding different communities like Black in STEM, like women in STEM, neuroscientists, different communities, but there didn't seem to be a community for Africans specifically. Um, and I saw that was a, like a gap that existed. Um, so I just kind of got the idea like, hey, if this doesn't really exist, maybe I can be the one to, you know, create something uh, for, for this particular community that I'm a part of. So that's really how it started as an idea. It was just being inspired by all these other organizations that existed and seeing that gap based off my own experiences. And I think what really then cemented it was my co-founder, whose name is also Natasha, coincidentally. Um, it's actually quite a strange story. We were basically the same person, but we're not. Uh, we have the same name. We both lived in five countries. We both grew up in Botswana, but we didn't know each other at all. She's also a biologist or? She's, she's a scientist. She's doing, she's doing a PhD. Her background was in biology, but now more digital <laughs> in physics. Um, but we're both doing PhDs. We're at the same, kind of the same time of our PhDs as well. So it's a little bit like crazy uh, when you think about the coincidence. And we met via Twitter. She, she saw a post that I put up. Actually, her partner saw a post I put up talking about myself in some shape or form. And he sent it to her saying, hey, this person sounds so much like you. And she read it and she's like, wow, no, she really does. So she just decided to spontaneously message me and say, hey, I know this is random, but my name is also Natasha and uh, I'm also doing a PhD and I also grew up in Botswana. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's wild. Um, and then I just, for whatever reason, just kind of told her um, about this idea to start some kind of community because she had expressed that she always wanted to give back to the community that she grew up in in Botswana, but didn't really have an avenue to do that. So I was like, hey, since you're interested in doing something like that, this is an idea I had. And then she was immediately like, okay, let's let's do it together. Like, if you're interested, I have these particular expertise. I'm very good with digital stuff, with code, uh, with design, whereas I don't have any experience or much experience with those things. So she really then came in with the skill sets that I truly needed in order to start actually making this into something that was tangible. So that was kind of just how it happened. It was quite a bit of like random, just aunt, you know, meeting somebody online. And she's in Australia, by the way. So we've never met still up until this point, but we've been working together for over a year now. So it's pretty, pretty incredible. And uh, how long do you operate right now with the VSA? With the Sorry? Uh, how many times? Uh, uh, what is the debt of Penn Foundation of BSA? What is the, sorry, I'm I'm not quite here anymore. Yeah, sorry. What is uh, what is the date the date of the foundation of the foundation of BSA? The date of the foundation. Yeah. In terms of how we're how we're running it, or yes, exactly. How many how many times do you run uh, the this adventure? Yeah, so we've been running it. Technically, we've been running it since uh, January of 2020, and essentially the. The way it works, or what, how it worked in the beginning, was my co-founder and I. Uh, we wanted to be able to share stories of people and kind of create a platform where Africans and STEM can connect and find each other. And also, our website could act as a resource. What we did is we found Africans and STEM to profile um, to talk about their journeys. Um, so we would reach out to people, curate the information, and put it on our website. Um, and beyond that, besides just the stories, we also um, would curate the page for opportunities, which is stuff like scholarships, fellowships, mentorship opportunities, um, as well as uh, a page for a blog. That's how it kind of started. So that was just between my co-founder and I. 
But over time, because we actually got a lot of traffic on our website, a lot of people who were interested in what we were doing, um, we ended up getting requests for, we, we became kind of like a hub that connects people or organizations uh, to other people organizations. So for example, if you're looking specifically for a Nigerian in astrophysics, we tend to have a connection who can probably find us that specific person. So we've kind of become like a, yeah, like a, kind of like these these companies that can, can recruit people, um, so to speak. And then we started also doing events as well. So we started doing, um, we had like a mental health campaign, for example, we got people to present and talk about mental health, uh, particularly as it pertains to Africans. And then most notably last year, we had a conference which was really successful. We had a virtual conference that had um, 280 attendees from all over the world. Um, it's pretty great. Um, by that time we had expanded our team. So my co-founder and I found uh, four other individuals who are also based all over the world. They're all uh, African women as well who are in science, based in the US, the UK. And they um, help us in like social media, in creating the events, in creating content. So at this particular moment, we mostly function as an organization that creates content and shares it with people. We connect people and we create events um, just to continue to kind of promote the message of um, inclusivity and representation of Africans in STEM. And we're constantly trying to find new ways to do that. And now we're at a stage where again, we want to be registered so we can do that more now in a sustainable way. It's not actually getting some funding so we can do bigger and better projects. So, you you connect as you promote uh, and will you plan also to educate i don't know for educating for public speaking or entrepreneurship or i don't know what else absolutely i think that would be fantastic especially in the future once we we have registered and, and we have more resources and we've expanded our team because you know it's one thing of course to like promoting is great and sharing stories is amazing but we ultimately want to also empower the people that you know, we're promoting because the reality is a lot of Africans don't have the same access that you know um, people from other places in the world do. So by creating, for example, like opportunities for entrepreneurship or, or exposing them, getting um, people with the expertise because the advantage that I have and my, my team has, we're very international, we've been able to gain a, a lot of networks you know, being part of the University of Luxembourg um, incubator, for example, gives me this access to this huge network of people. So I can now bring that expertise to the people who I want to empower. So that's definitely something we want to do in, in the future and get people who will be willing to share their expertise to be able to build this community. As you said, entrepreneurship, public speaking, um, even in the core sciences themselves as well, because sometimes people don't really have access to the resources, the textbooks, you know, um, there's limitations in resources for some people. And for me, that's that's really my passion because I know the reality of what it is like there. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to have a lot of opportunities and to come to Europe and have this amazing education. Not everyone will have that same opportunity, but some are just as brilliant uh, or, or more, you know. So uh, we want to just make things more equitable as far as we can. Um. So if I will understood, uh, you connect uh, African scientists all around the world right, or, uh, to, to your organization so they can connect, network, and promote, etc. Um, do you actually uh, have a, a view on 
scientists who work right now in Africa, because for example, uh, I know the, the, bio, the, the research in, in, bi in, in biology in Senegal is very good, very good. Uh, you know, they work in collaboration with the, uh, with the Institut um, Hospitalier uh, Université of Mediterranean with Professor Raoult. I think mm -hmm. we have worked, they are very good, they are world-class uh, researchers. You have very, uh, of course, you have to look at each country and they yeah. all have their, their specialties and, and expertise. Uh, do you have, uh, do you send your mic to, to the sciences who work right now in Africa? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we try our best, really, first of all, when we promote the profiles to have a balance between Africans on the continent and those abroad, because we also don't want to perpetuate the narrative that to be a successful scientist, you have to leave the continent. You know, that's not the point. In, in fact, we actually want people to go back and be able to you know, bring back the skills that they gain outside back. So we do have a couple of um, people um, who are actually doing great work. We actually have two people in our community who have founded Biotechnology Institute. One is in Zimbabwe, mm -hmm. uh, and the Biotech Institute actually this year, and they're um, they're doing things with you know um, genome editing to try and create like drought-resistant crops and such, doing different diagnostics using different research tools and and, and um, technological tools to like improve wastewater treatment and these kinds of things. Um, and then there's another um, gentleman who's in, in Ghana, and they have a biotech institute for um, cancer, so cancer research um, and such. So we, we're really trying to strengthen these kinds of relationships. Um, actually, both of these people spoke at our, at our um, conference last year, which was great, um, and just maintain these relationships with them because ultimately also if somebody's interested in these fields, and it's great to know that there is research actually being, doing, being done on the ground that they can have access to. Um, so I think it's really important also for the worldwide community to also be aware of the fact that there are research institutes in, in Africa that are also doing relevant work because I think, you know, in science collaboration is key, right? Um, so I think by, by amplifying what they're doing, just basically we're just acting like a loudspeaker, like these, they're already doing amazing work, but sometimes people aren't so great at communicating this, you know, um, on a large scale. So we kind of help people be able to share their stories on a wider scale. And hopefully this will ultimately you know facilitate eventually more collaborations more you know people wanting to even fund research in africa because they see the value um in that there's also uh, uh another uh, action that could be very interesting is uh, you know uh endemic uh, plants and molecules that we can find endemic plants mm -hmm. in africa because you have fantastic uh, um particularity uh, for the for the environmental uh, condition just like you know here there is actually uh, you have a collaboration with the, with the Brazil and other South American countries for to finding endemic plant and you know searching for a very rare uh, molecule that could be used yeah. for pharmaceutical uh, is there something like that with the, with the, with the, with the African countries you know that's actually a great question to the best of my knowledge, I haven't come across one yet, but I'm pretty sure if, um, you know, as, as time goes on, we meet more people, we'll probably find some. And if there isn't, then I hope someone starts, because as you said, you know, a lot of natural resources, on, it's, a, it's a continent, you know, there's so many natural resources. And I think there is sometimes some validity to, you know, even some, some of the plants and herbs that have been used, you know, in traditional medicine, where sometimes maybe the molecular mechanism is highly understood. So we kind of need to start to better, you know, understand, okay, why does this herb actually work for this? 
probably is some, you know, um, some validity in there. Um, but that's something I haven't um, come across yet, but I'm, I'm sure as time goes on, because of course we've met so many different people from all over the continent every day. I'm, and I really, that's one thing I personally love about the work that we get to do is getting to read all the amazing work and the stories because so much people are doing such interesting stories. Exactly, yes. Endless, uh, you have an endless source of stories uh, to share and to... Exactly. It's so inspiring, you know, and people have gone through all sorts of hoops and had to jump all sorts of, you know, things, but the, what they've been able to do sometimes with such little resources is also so impressive. So for me, it's one of the like the best things about what I get to do is reading all these stories and getting inspired and trying to find connections. There've even been some, there's, a, there's an organization that was actually birthed some sort of through the fact that our organization existed. Somebody who was part of our community met someone through our platform and they decided to create their own organization that specifically focuses on empowering women um, in Ghana to get into STEM and stuff. So for us, when we get that feedback that, hey, you inspired us to start this thing and I got to meet people through the platform, this is exactly the kinds of things we're hoping that we can, can facilitate. Uh, Africa is also very interesting in terms of marine biology. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. uh, I think uh, you, you can find many, many new things by exploring just you know, the, the coastal uh, water and uh, animals and vegetable and vegetal and many, 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 many resources to explore and to, to discover. Yeah, absolutely. And we're lucky we already have quite a few people who are in marine biology, oceanography, Africa. There's a couple of people from uh, Mauritius as well, who are now part of a community, really doing a lot of work in, in, that, in that regard. So what we're actually hoping to do, um, also in collaboration with another initiative called Africans in STEM, um, it's based in, it's kind of a student association, but I think they're kind of becoming their own entity in Cambridge. Um, and we want to do a networking event later on this year where we actually bring people in similar fields where Africans in STEM to bring all the marine, you know, ocean, biology, in one, one Zoom room, bring the virologists, you know, um, and kind of get them to start talking because I think a lot of like interesting projects or ideas and connections can be formed. So yeah, now that we've kind of grown our community a bit, we can now start seeing, okay, we have enough of these people from this field, maybe we can put them in a room together and see see what happens. Do you plan also uh, to become a funding agency by yourself? If we could, that would be amazing. Because like, I would love to be able to, you know, my co-founder I have talked about even like providing scholarships even to like, you know, um, the really academic students who do, you know, engineering or, or coding or something. But the times finance is really a big barrier for a lot of people. So. Yes, I, I was thinking about that because you know when I was uh, um, searching about the essay and uh, about the interview, I was looking also about the uh, the African American scientists who are some of them are rock stars such as Neil deGrasse and many others. You have a list, uh, endless list of fantastic scholars who are very known, famous, and, and accomplished. Uh, you have also many entrepreneurs there in the United States who can, can become a, um, uh, how can I say, mission uh, French in English would be a benefactor, no? For an agency such as yours. And uh, did you try to connect with uh, this kind of, with, with these scientists in, in the United States? 
uh, African-American descendants who are very famous, such as Neil deGrasse, and many others. Yeah, so um, we, I think we do have some support from some, actually, one thing that was great in the first year was actually some of these, really, like at least especially science communicators who were a little bit bigger there, really shared what we were doing and that really also helped boost what we were doing. But I do think that we probably need to um, probably stronger relationships with some of these organizations because they also are uh, a resource that we could use and leverage also what they've been able to do. Because um, I think it's also important that the work that we're trying to do is being done in, in other like exact for for example for African Americans, you know, there are these all these black in like in ex communities that exist. Um, and actually, we're, for example, now creating a collaboration with uh, Black in Neuro, which is Black in Neuroscience, which really was successful last year. They started last year, you know, when the pandemic happened and everyone was at home. A lot of these organizations started and they really had a lot of success in, in creating their organization. And they got a lot of sponsorship um, from different like, um, STEM like companies and, and biotechs and such. And they approached us saying, okay, we we want to also see how we can help Africa specifically because of course, like African-Americans and Africans have a lot of shared experience, but also a lot of different experiences and sometimes different barriers and such. But if we work together, then we can probably achieve more than you know, working in a fragmented way. I think VSA, we're very much, we very much believe in collaboration. Like we're not trying to, to you know, be the one who does everything because we see that a lot of people are doing amazing things. So if we can bring all these people together and work with them and form good relationships we think that actually ultimately will benefit everyone at the end of the day well so, uh, maybe we could talk about a little bit about how uh, the university of Luxembourg with its program uh, the entrepreneurship program or the incubator or both have helped you to to bring this idea to, to life yeah absolutely so it's I'm really grateful to the to the program to to Pranjul and the whole team. They've really been supportive. Um, interestingly, I joined the Innovation Camp um, program that they have at the beginning of last year. This was just before the pandemic, thank goodness. So I got to have the the actual in person event um, and the Ideation Camp. You know, it's this three day intensive thing. You're just thrown in a room with a bunch of people you've never met, and you need to come up with a business idea and you know think it through like how will this be sustainable what's your business model what are you actually you know um creating so i participated in that and um through that experience um that's when i actually realized you know the opportunity that we offered at the incubator i got to meet a lot of you know even people within the Luxembourg ecosystem in the business ecosystem and um i actually found um the person who i then asked to become my mentor due to that um uh event so um my mentor was was a mentor during the event, so he was someone I really gelled with. I really liked the way he, he thought and the way he probed questions. Inside. So I just approached him after the event and said, "Hey, I have this idea that I'm doing. Uh, would you want, like to be a mentor?" And he was super enthusiastic. So yeah, shout out to Philip Grother. He's really great. Um, but then, so from from there, then after that, I also approached Pranjo and I said. Um, I have this idea of visibility STEM. We have already launched, but we really would like some support. You know, having the backing of the university incubator would be very helpful. Um, and also the structure of the entrepreneurship program as well, because, you know, they can really help you formulate where are you really as an initiative, where do you need to be? And then they provide, you know, the different um, 
They can provide mentors who can help you at the particular stage that you are. And also, I think as a as kind of a, an accountability partner, right? Because of course, um, both my co-founder and I are doing a PhD. So um, there is that little of, you know, trying to prioritize how to do the PhD and then do this extracurricular thing. So having some something that keeps you accountable, you know, the, the, the program, it really keeps you kind of focused and know what you need to do. So we officially joined the um, entrepreneurship program. I think it was about June, about this time last year. Um, and we were provided with mentors who, you know, were really helping us try and iron out the kinks that we have at the moment with what we're trying to do, actually really figure out what are we actually trying to do? How can we make it sustainable? What are the legal implications, you know, all these things, because we are scientists, I'm a neurobiologist, you know, now I'm getting into completely different, you know, which I love. For me, I think it's amazing because now I'm learning so many other skills that I probably would not learn solely from doing my PhD, you know. Um, that's great. So the, the, the support and the mentorship, you know, they always have events as well um, about finance, about, you know, pitching and all these things. So I think just the amount of resources that they pump into us is amazing, but also the way that they believe in us and, you know, whatever I like suggest to Pranjul, he's like, yes, we can do it. You know, the, the enthusiasm, because sometimes you just need that yes, somebody to just believe that what you're doing, you know, it's, it's, it's something of value and something that can be something, you know, sometimes that's the push that you need. So I'm so grateful. And, you know, they, we, we, we have an office there and stuff, which allows us to have an address and all these things. And, um, you know, that would have been so much more difficult for me to try and find some office space, but they provide that for us as well. So I think that it's such a, it's an amazing thing that they have. I think um, I'm really, really grateful. I think many of the startups would probably agree with me that just having, having access to this and the caliber of people we have access to is incredible. It's just, it's just such, a, such a great thing. question <laughs> you know it's it's a tough one because i have to say i really love both of the things quite quite a lot you know i'm i really i'm, I'm very ha happy that i ended up in luxembourg to do my phd it's been a very positive experience i know phds can go in so many different directions very grateful that mine has gone in the positive direction and i'm in my third year now and i'm still smiling so i think that's a that's a good sign um to be honest, at the moment, um, I have to say I, I, I'm just focused on, okay, I need to finish my PhD because I'm in my PhD right now. Um, and in the meantime, you know, we're, we're growing Disability STEM Africa in kind of a steady way. You know, I'm not trying to do too much too fast because I also understand that I have to be practical about how I do things because I have the limitation of I am a full-time so it's really like what, what my co-founder and I really were trying to be strategic in our timelines, like what can we actually achieve in the next two years and in two years time, 
when we're at this place, I think we can make a more solid decision whether we continue the way we're doing now, like we continue the postdoc and, you know, we just expand our team so that, of course, we can be leaders and the ones kind of overhead, but we have people who are doing the day-to-day taking care of it because I think this initiative, it's bigger than me or my co-founder. It's something that is very community-driven. And if we can just provide kind of the the foundation for it to be strong, I think whether or not I decide to be the one to continue it, as long as it continues, that's what's important to me. Exactly. It can, it can, it can continue by itself as a, as a professional organization. Exactly. So for me, that's what I want to just make sure that we create that foundation, um, regardless of whether I am the one to continue it or not, should be, you know, it's, it, it'll be besides the point. That will really be now a more personal decision based off where I am in March 2023 when I have my defense. Um, but it will always be a passion project for me. Like this is, again, you know, sometimes people do things because, you know, I want to make money and all these things. And that's great. And, you know, money, you know, it's important. But for me, because of my background and because I know how many people this can trust, it will always be something I'm invested in. And I think I'll always somehow be working to make sure that people from where I'm from have better access to opportunities and can can do what I'm doing, basically. You know? um, and I'll, I'll always make sure I find ways to do that. Um, whether I'm inside or outside academia. Uh, just another question about uh, the GSA and the African connection. Is there any um, uh, interest or, or how can I say, from the local uh, African government you know, to, to, to see what you do as a scientist around the world and see guys, uh, now you have PhD or postdoc, uh, we are very interested in what you do. To, uh, is there something like that for, for you? Or, um, Depends on the country, of course. There's some country for, for, for which the science is very important for those less. Yeah, it's a very, like, like you just said, it's a very country-specific thing for sure. Um, we, we, we had, actually, I was even um, approached by someone from, from the Belgian embassy of Zimbabwe um, talking about, you know, wanting to hear more about what we're doing and how we can have students in, in Zimbabwe who maybe want to come to Europe and specifically study STEM. Um, but I think that's that's also once once we've registered, that's something we want to more actively engage in because the reality is I think a lot of the barriers and issues kind of come from the top in a lot of countries in Africa, you know. Um, the same everywhere. <laughs> anywhere, really. Um, and if we want to start to really change things, we need government support. You know, we need them to see the importance of why we're even doing this in the first place, why it's actually beneficial for them, because it is beneficial for governments to invest in the amount of, you know, development that will occur. And the truth is, Africa has so much untapped talent and a lot of untapped resources. So this feels like it's actually the best time to really be investing in, in STEM professionals, and in, you know, people who can code, and people who have the, um, the kind of mindset of, you know, being able to follow the scientific process in order to address challenges, you know. Um, when we, often when we're like presenting visibility STEM um, to, to people and trying to make people aware of why this is an issue, you know, one of the things we have is uh, a stat that, I, that we found that um, Africa has 16, about 16.7% of the world population but com- contributes less than 1% of the global research output. You know, that, that, that's, that's, that is alarming in and of itself, right? And these, um, this global research um, effort, it's important for development. You know, a lot of places don't have like clean running water, electricity issues, climate change is the reality everywhere. So I think we need governments to actually sit down and be like, okay, this is an important thing and we need 
we need these professionals because they're losing a lot of them abroad. Like most of us, most of my friends who did what I think, they left the country, you know, they left Zimbabwe, which is not a good thing. So how can we, you know, engage them and real, make them realize, okay, we need to make sure that these people feel valued and they're getting, you know, the appropriate amount of pay. And of course, there's a lot that goes behind that. It's not, a, it's not an easy thing, but we have to start somewhere. You know, it's, we have to make that change. So definitely once we're registered, I think we'll also be in a position where people will have some more respect as well for what we're doing. We're a registered entity and sustainable and stuff. So this is definitely one of the long-term goals because things need to change. And of course, we'll, we'll, we'll pick and choose which countries. Um, some will probably be easier. And once you have, you know, your in, you can always then try and, and expand that. Absolutely. There is, a, you have built uh, with the, the VSA one, one of the major pieces of the puzzle, which is uh, the STEM, uh, promoting STEM. Uh, there's also two other um, pieces of the puzzle, which is entrepreneurship and startup to bring the innovation to life. And the third one is uh, the benefactor, the money, of course. Yeah. So I wish you to, to, to build all these pieces together and make it together because it's yeah. very important for Africa, but also for the world. Yeah. Um, so let's conclude now. It was a real pleasure to have you. And if, I, if you could offer one advice to a young student, uh, African or not, uh, who wants to follow your path as a scientist, and as an entrepreneur, what, what, what would it be? Um, I would say um, if, if something doesn't scare you just a little bit, it's probably not worth it. It's <laughs> if something scares you a little bit, you know, the, the first opportunities usually seem a bit terrifying, but if it wasn't terrifying, it probably wouldn't be a great opportunity. So don't run away from the things that seem a little bit scary. This is excellent. This is excellent. I will keep it for myself. <laughs> Thank you, Natasha. It was a real pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed the conversation.